Pylon listeners, we are back and we are ready to break down everything going on uh, in the NFL and especially the NFC North here. And of course, free agency has just started and it relatively wrapped up. I mean, these guys get signed really quickly. Uh, but man, there's a lot to talk about. But before we do that, let's introduce the rest of the Pylon crew. So I'm Big Z representing the Detroit Lions. Let's go on the rest. So we got Remy representing the Vikings. There's only two Dalvins in the NFL, and Minnesota's got both of them. Skull to the bull. Let's go. <laughs> then we got Kinger representing the pack. Gentlemen, as always, great to be back with you. Feeling good tonight. Feeling real good tonight. And then last but not least, we got Barney representing the Bears. Andy. Andy. Sell the fucking team. Somebody fucking take a bat to Pace's head. Let's go. Let's start right there, Barney, because I think that was the biggest news, at least in the NFC North, was free agency. Uh, due to agree, it was uh, all this news coming about. So the, the Bears offered three first-round picks, a third-round pick, and two starters for Russell Wilson. The Seahawks deny them. And then the Bears sign Andy Dalton for one year, $10 million. So now the Bears have Nick Foles and Andy Dalton on the roster at the quarterback spot. Barney, how you feeling about your team right now? I don't think I don't I can't recall too many other free agency moves, but uh, to just take, Z, take it here. Big Z, it sucks, but you know I could live in Detroit or be a Detroit fan, so I guess I'm gonna take some solace from there. But uh, uh, you're just you're just being bitter right now. That's fine, dude. You're just angry. I mean, it, this is this is such a pathetically run fucking organization from top to bottom. The McCaskies are such fucking assholes that they hold on to this fucking team with handcuffs. They're, how can you be in the George Hallis bloodline and be a fucking nerd and not care and not have passion for the Chicago fucking Bears? They don't want anything to fucking do with them. They just want people to come in like Ryan Pace and run everything from day to day, and they want to sit back and just collect fucking money <laughs> just because they live in Chicago. I swear to fucking God, if I could DDT them, I would right now. I would DDT... Virginia, if I could. I don't give a shit. I am so fed up with this fucking team. <laughs> you know, it, it, I wish I could say that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but I have no fucking clue. Like, if I don't find out that Pace has been fired in the next 48 hours, then it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. You know, I woke up this morning. True story. In my watch, I've had my watch for, uh, you know, I don't know, about eight months now. Uh, for the first time ever, it gave me a heart rate alert. Uh, this morning, I woke up, and uh, I got a notification. It said that my heart rate fell below 35 beats per minute for 20 total minutes while I was sleeping. What? Now, I don't know how drastic that is. <laughs> All I do know is that the Bears are gonna fucking kill me. Did you go? Did you like look up? Is that are you okay? <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I have no fucking clue. I did, I did a bare, bare minimum research, and like, it's like either very, very bad, or I am like supreme athletic, uh, like ability to where I can have. Yeah, you're definitely the latter, definitely. Barney. It's definitely, <laughs> the latter. definitely the latter. <laughs> And ju judging by my beer gut, I don't think I'm the <laughs> Um But you know what? It's it's just been straight misery. Uh, you know, to, to open up the free agency, I'll say this. 
And I'm going to go on a little rant if you guys couldn't tell. But we started off this free agency and we ca- called together Eddie Jackson, Cody Whitehair, Khalil Mack. Two of the three are the top paying uh, players on the Bears. And uh, we restructured their contracts, getting back $23 million for this for this year. And, you know, we kind of kicked the, the salary cap troubles down the road. You know, Khalil Mack's contracts can be $30 million next year, but we'll worry about that next year because we are all in for Wilson. So Pace calls up Schneider. He says, let's go to North Dakota, go check out Trey Lance. You might want to check him out because I'm interested in buying Wilson. He says, take whatever the fuck you want. You can have three first-round picks, a couple day-two picks, and an a la carte pick of the litter. Two players. Mac, Hicks, anyone's on the table. He's there as a beggar. He's on his knees. It's pathetic. So you know the story, like you said, Big Z. Schneider said no. Well, Pace looks around after doing nothing for two days straight in free agency and says, hey, you know, Andy Dalton's still on the board. Our offensive coordinator, Bill Lazor, he coached him in Cincinnati. Let's take half the fucking money we just freed up in those contracts and let's give it to this guy on a one-year deal. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> no disrespect. No disrespect to Andy. I, I, I honestly couldn't give a shit about Andy. Uh, glad he's on a team. Uh you know, we're all just we're all just trying to make it here. You know, I, I get it. But but Andy Dalton, the guy who just came from Dallas, the Dallas has a better offensive line. Dallas has a better wide receiving core. Dallas has a better running back. And in eleven games, he had fourteen touchdowns, eight interceptions, and only averaged 197 yards. I mean, Mitch Trubisky's numbers were better than that. Like, I mean, I'm not a Mitch Trubisky person. I'm glad he's off the team because I don't think he possesses what it is needed to be in the NFL as a quarterback. But seriously, this was the fucking move. After you restructured all that money, you decided let's give half of it to this 10-year vet redheaded fuck? Are you kidding me? You know, No disrespect think- to Andy Dalton, though. Yeah, no disrespect. I'm just I'm just finding I'm just finding out now that that Kyle Fuller uh just got just got released or cut and uh now Akeem Hicks wants out and you know Allen Robinson already fucking wants out. So I'm dealing with some emotions, Andy. I'm not coming at you. I'm coming at pace. But you know, shame on me. Shame on me for thinking anything would be different here. You know, these are the same guys who decided to give Mike Glennon $18 million in one year. You know, Mike Glennon has been in the league for 10 years now, a decade, and he has not made more money in his nine other years than the year that he was with the Bears. That's Ryan Pace. That's his quarterback scouting. What else did he scout? Let's see. He had the golden ticket in 2017, picking second overall, and he chose, he chose, let's see, his options. Mahomes, the highest paid NFL player of all time. Worth a half a billion dollars. Watson, who is now the third highest, was second highest paid, but Dak Prescott just took his spot. And uh, the third choice, Mitch Trubisky, who who just signed a one-year deal for $2.5 million in Buffalo. Way to go, Pace. You knocked that one out of the fucking park, too. I mean, for fuck's sake, George, what else do you need to see from these guys to think, hmm, 
Maybe they don't know how to fucking run a team. You know, I, I wish I could say it's going to get better. I do. It's just going to get a hell of a lot worse for the foreseeable future. And make no mistake, if Pace is not fired, if Pace is not fired now, he's going to be reaching in the draft. He's going to trade up, and he's going to take one of these guys. Now, if he couldn't do it in possibly one of the best quarterback classes in a long time, picking first, then I don't think he's going to do a good job here sitting at the 20th fucking spot trying to choose from the bottom four quarterbacks of the first round because I don't think anybody's going to take the fucking Jaguars spot at number one for Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, I have zero faith in this fucking fool. I I wish I could noogie him till his scalp dissolved in my hands. I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> Done. Kinger. I just want to say, I mean, look, I honestly do as much enjoyment as I get out of this and watching the Bears organization just fumble year after year, mainly, you know, this pace regime that, you know, has been in place now for these past couple of years. I do feel for the Chicago Bears fan base because they are loyal. They care about this team, and it seems year in and year out, they continue to be let down and disappointed. Now, the one thing that I'm going to say, you know, the Andy Dalton $10 million deal makes no sense to me, especially because you talk about Trubisky's numbers being, you know, better than Dalton's were last year. Trubisky going and signed for $2.5 million, you know, today, that's got to sting. You know, 10 for Dalton, 2.5 Trubisky. I mean, you might as well just have kept Mitch. But the one thing I'm going to say, I mean, the defense – you know, I'm not even going to comment on that. It's like, what the hell are they doing? Release Kyle Fuller. You know, that's I'll talk about that later. But I would love for Green Bay to get in on that, you know, especially now Akeem Hicks. But, you know, you got to at least say that Pace tried to get Russ Wilson, right? I think the Seahawks did make the logical decision there, right? Pete Carroll's 69 years old. He's not looking for a rebuild. You know, they're not in a position right there where they're looking to rebuild. They know they've got a franchise quarterback, a top three, top five quarterback in the league. So I think that at least, you know, there's not much of a shining light there, but I, I mean, I, you can respond to this how you want, but you, can you at least agree potentially that you give them at least a small bit of credit for trying to make the Russell Wilson trade? No, I don't. I don't give them any credit because this is a results-based business, Kinger, and I don't give a fuck how hard you try. Get it done. All right. I don't care. I, I, I honestly don't care. The reason why we didn't get it done is because I don't know what week it was, Big Z. When your tenacious Detroit Lions took down the the Bears on that last second fumble, all right. But oh, yeah. when when we were when we went on like a six or seven game losing streak last mm-hmm. year, and then we decided, hey, we're gonna face the Texans who suck, the Jaguars who suck, Minnesota who sucks, a bunch uh, of teams who fucking suck. Let's 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 go eight and eight and make the playoffs because we believe in ourselves. And then drop a fucking dud and score three fucking points in the goddamn game against the Saints. That's why we didn't get Wilson, all right? Because if we would have just fucking punted the season, you know, after after a seven-game losing streak or whatever it was, then we would be picking somewhere around 10 or 11. And that, ah, that might tip the scale when you're offering three fucking picks and Khalil Mack and the second rounder. You know, like, that might be a... Not that hard of a rebuild for somebody that's just Russell Wilson. And I get it. You need a quarterback in today's game. And that is is basically my my 
my staple as to why Pace should be depanced in front of the town square, flogged, and paraded around the city, just whipped. Because he is the worst quarterback evaluator I have ever fucking seen. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing that's plagued the Bears GMs before him. It's crazy how Chicago continuously uh, <laughs> can't find a quarterback throughout their time. It's amazing, actually. Uh, but, man, uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot to unpack there, Barney. Uh, but uh, I I know I, I, I didn't really discuss moves here, but uh, breaking news, Kyle Fuller uh, being released. Uh, I guess there's a uh, Rappaport said that there's, I guess, some time for him to be technically traded. Uh, so, I mean, details will be coming in the next, I don't know, 24, 48 hours. Uh, hopefully, if we're getting rid of him, who I think is one of the best cornerbacks in this in the league. I mean, not maybe not top five, but he's knocking on the door there. Uh, I would say we would have to get some sort of fucking compensation there is i mean that's is he a 20 million dollar cap hit though i know that's been an issue with uh fuller yeah he yeah he's a, he's a 20 million dollar cap hit which is a fault of pace here because he just doesn't understand cap but uh and then and then some other things is just you know you got you got somebody like alan robinson who got tagged but you know is 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 almost threatening that he doesn't want to uh sign and and that maybe he won't and and i'm 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 only assuming that a, a trade uh, request will be coming soon because of what they're doing. And then, uh, you know, and, and I don't fault him. Why the fuck would I want to play for Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, and now Andy Dalton? And then who the fuck knows next year? So if I were him, I would, you know, try to be hightailing it out of here as well. Um, you know, maybe Kyle, Kyle Long was the only one that saw this shit coming a while back. And I uh, had to retire early here because he hated our fucking uh, management so much. But, you know, breaking news again, uh, Akeem Hicks. Did, did Remy, did you just say Akeem Hicks just uh, requested a trade? Yeah, they granted him permission so, to. Oh, uh, boy. They granted, they granted him. The Bears have granted him permission to seek a trade. So now uh, because, because uh, you know, George McCaskey here wants to rely on a friend and let them you know, run the day-to-day. Uh, our beloved Chicago Bears is an absolute fucking dumpster fire. And uh, I swear to God, I, I swear, I, I don't, I'll say allegedly, because I don't want to get, get you know, in trouble legally, but allegedly I might beat the shit out of him, uh, you know, in the next 24, 48 hours if I happen to, you know, come across any of those guys. But they have a strong culture. That's what they said in their press conference, right, to start the offseason. Ted Phillips, you know, he said, he said, you know, other teams, the league is envious of what culture we have here. And the collaboration is just exceptional in Chicago. How they collaborate together with one another. Was that was that also the Bears? All right, you guys fuck off. Start talking about start talking about whatever the fuck you guys want to talk about. It's such an easy about. target right now, though, Barney. <laughs> Leave me in my vodka. Leave me to my vodka. <laughs> All right, we, we can move on for now, but we might circle, you know, back every once in a while to that. <laughs> it's too much fun, but let's let's go over to Minnesota. I think Minnesota actually had the biggest signing in terms of uh, money, right? Uh, Delvin Tomlinson, how, wh- what did that contract go for, Remy? Yeah, so Minnesota 
Dalvin Tomlinson was a guy that they had number one on their board. They got their guy, and that contract is two years, $21 million, $12.5 million signing bonus. Um, immediately, you got a three-technique guy who can fill in there. Um, he's 6'3", 320 pounds. Last year, he had three and a half sacks, 48, 49 tackles. Um, and he's a guy you can put next to Michael Pierce, who is now coming back after opting out of last season. Their combined weight, our D tackles, our starting defensive tackles combined weight is 665 pounds. Absolute run stoppers. I'm excited. Minnesota needed to address the run stop, and I think that's what they did. Uh, they went out and they got their number one guy. And, you know, last last episode um, when we predicted who he wanted, you know, Kinger brought up a really good point about wanting Patrick Peterson, and I was like, man, I should have thought about that well lo and behold i'm sitting there watching last chance you last night the basketball version and i get the text saying that patrick peterson is coming to minnesota and instantly i jumped with joy but then i thought big z what you said you know 120th ranked per ppf but then i thought back to what kinger and what all you guys said too is minnesota doesn't minnesota probably needs a veteran in that cornerback locker room because the average age in that cornerback locker room has got to be like 23. Um, Peterson can come in and just be a veteran. He can be a leader. He can be that vocal guy on defense. So I think that's a very exciting move by uh, Minnesota. Now, I don't know if he's going to take Mike Hughes' number 21. I don't know if Mike Hughes is going to be healthy this season. Who knows? He's been battling a neck injury for almost two years now. Um, But, you know, excited, excited for that, excited. Those are our two big free agency splashes and i couldn't be more excited um they only gave patrick peterson a one-year deal 10 mil that andy dalton deal so you gotta think minnesota just thinking that they're in they believe they can win now and when you give a guy like that one year it's like okay we're, we're gonna try and win now but so i'm you know everybody's happy happy saint patrick's day that was yesterday man <laughs> Remy, Remy, don't don't be putting too much stock in a PFF. Anyone who listens to those nerds doesn't know how to evaluate talent. All well, right, and, PFF. Right, yeah. It just it's just a metric to go one metric to go off yeah. of, like any PFF, other stat statistic. PFF will tell you that that Charles Leno is a good left tackle. All right, <laughs> so so be happy that you got Patrick Peterson because he he is a good. And it could be a whole Xavier Rhodes thing, you know. They're the same age. I believe Patrick Peterson turns 31 July 11th, and, you know, maybe Peterson just needed a change of scenery and he could come back and be something good. But, you know, when in a division where you got Aaron Rodgers and uh, Jared Goff and, yeah, well, I guess now Andy Dalton, I mean, you, you got to have – Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you got to have uh, – you got to have guys that can lock people down. And – uh there are, you know, speculations that Patrick Peterson might move to the safety position and kind of just uh, do his thing mm-hmm. with Harrison Smith, um, which leads me to my next point. Uh, Minnesota is actually working on a, an, an extension with Harrison Smith and Daniil Hunter to try and get those guys locked up. Uh, Harrison Smith is 32, I had 31 or 32, and this extension would probably make him a Vike for life. And, man... Uh, I saw a stat that said if Minnesota did not re-sign all their uh, free agents, their 30% of their team would look completely different. So 
that's what we need. We need a change around in Minnesota, and I think a positive change is coming this way. Hmm. So uh, all those moves being on the defensive side of the ball, right? Correct, yes, yes. That means Zimmer will not go cornerback in the first round. Zimmer will not go cornerback in the first round. <laughs> so what do you think they're going to target now, the uh, offensive line? You know, I'd I'd like to I'd like to go get a guard. Uh, Cordero Patterson just actually tweeted out that the Vikings uh, should hit his line back up, and uh, he said, "Don't use cap as an excuse." So Cordero Patterson's very vocal about coming back to Minnesota. Um, but but the but Chicago's so appealing right now. Exactly, exactly. Um, I would like him to. I would like uh, Minnesota to address the offensive line some way, shape, or form. Uh, whether it's free agent or the draft, you got to get Kirk protection. And when Kirk has a clean pocket, he's amongst the top quarterbacks. He's he's just great. He's efficient. He makes good decisions. He throws touchdowns. You get him under pressure, he looks like an idiot. But uh, no, yeah. Uh, defensively, this is one of Zimmer's worst teams he's ever coached. And I think uh, this team is now – trending in the right direction hmm. i mean what, what do you guys think about minnesota's prospects here with the the free agency moves that they made do, is it gonna make a big impact a uh, small impact uh what are your feelings i mean my personal opinion is i think the defense is, go- is going to improve this year um you know you give those young corners another year you bring in a guy like peterson who i was personally pretty high on you know i was you know definitely was hoping the Packers were going to maybe give him an evaluation, see if you know we could get him in ten million. Um, you know, I don't know maybe if that is worth quite that much money. I mean, I know Minnesota is kind of dealing with some of their own salary cap issues as well, but I'm a big fan of Dalvin Tomlinson. I think he's got a a lot of room to improve. You know, he hasn't necessarily shown that he's a complete defensive tackle um, lineman, but for a team that struggled against the run yes last year, who really was missing a couple of those big run stuffers. Bringing a guy like him, bring Michael Pierce back, like Rami said. I mean, I definitely think they're trending in the right direction. Um, I still think there's obviously some holes on that offensive side of the ball, particularly on that offensive line that still needs to be fixed. You know, is Kirk Cousins really the answer to that franchise? But I think the Vikings are definitely a team that got moderately better, especially if you can, you know, work on some of these contract restructures. I know they were talking Harrison Smith, Daniel Hunter, like you already said. If you can kind of work out some of those things, bring him back next year. Um, you know, I definitely think that has a potential to be another top 10 or 12 defense again in the league next year. Definitely. Um, I mean, what are the, I'm just curious what the Vikings, what's their plan at left tackle? Cause I don't think I didn't, they didn't sign so, an offense tackle, right? We, they have, they, they cut Riley Reef. They cut, they cut. He's not, the, he's not a, he's like a mediocre left tackle. Right. Uh, so we actually drafted Ezra Cleveland last year in the second round as a left tackle. He's, uh, Boise state. He played guard because Riley Reef obviously was that left tackle last year, um, but he is a true left tackle, and I think they're going to slide uh, Ezra over to his true position. Um, our right, our right tackle set with Brian O'Neill. Um, got Garrett Bradbury in the center, and we 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 just really need to figure out the guard situation because right now I I don't think we have any notable guards that are even worth a shit. But um, Ezra Cle- expect Ezra Cleveland to hopefully step in and. Uh, Taken that left tackle position. Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, there was some good news since the last time we podcasted, though. Uh, I, I think it's good news for you, at least, Remy, is that Dan Bailey got cut. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's 
Man, uh, Minnesota. Maybe Minnesota will find a kicker one day. Yeah, Maybe. we actually, I, I believe his name is Greg Joseph. We signed in yeah, Jan- in January, maybe, and so um, Minnesota is going to bring in another kicker to kind of get some competition going. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I I think Minnesota's got a shot, an even shot at this, just as much as any other team. Let's hope. Uh, yeah. All right, let's let's go on to Green Bay now. Uh, Kinger, what is what are some of the big uh, stories coming out of there with free agency and such? Well, you know the Packers, fortunately, you know heading into this offseason, they made what you would call most of their you know big free agency moves ahead of this season. You know, extending Bakhtiari, one of if not the best left tackle in the league. They previously got done the Kenny Clark deal earlier in the season. Um, you know, bringing back those two key players um, with that core, and you know. 90% of our team coming back next year. Um, really, the focus was going to be on a couple players. Obviously, uh, the big news coming out of Green Bay was their ability to get Aaron Jones back, um, You know, who arguably, I believe, was probably the number one, if not, maybe not the number one, but a top three free agent overall heading into this offseason this year. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of talks were, you know, he wasn't going to be back with Green Bay this year. He was going to end up, you know, I know they were talking Miami. A few other teams were interested and people were saying, you know, he would going to maybe get upwards of, you know, $15 million this year. Um, and I got to say, I'm very happy and, you know, proud to have Aaron Jones back. And that guy right there, he said he wanted to be back. Um, you know, he wanted to stay in Green Bay. That's where his heart was. He wanted to run it back, like you said. And uh, that man took a very team friendly deal for the Green Bay Packers to be able to keep him and hold him. Um, so if you look at the contract details, right, uh, I've stated before previously, and you know I'll state it again, I am not a big fan of paying running backs. Um, if you look at the teams with the highest paid running backs, like I previously talked about, um, you don't see a lot of success from those organizations when you're paying a running back a lot of money. Um, so Jones signed that four-year, $48 million deal. Um, I love Aaron Jones. I think he is not only a great weapon, but or a running back, but he's just an overall weapon for the team. It was a little bit of a, okay, what is this contract really going to look like? And if you break it down, this is really a two-year deal for the Green Bay Packers. It really is. Um, you know, his base salary has a $13 million signing bonus, but he's only going to count um, about $6 million against the cap this year and $9 million against the cap in 2022. If they cut him before that's the first lot. day of the league year, that is still a lot. But, I mean, that's franchise tag money, right, for for a running back, right? That's That's basically what you're looking at, which is – you know, very acceptable. And I think what that man at least deserves to get paid for what he's doing. Uh, but, you know, if they cut him before the first day league or the first day of the league year in 2023, um, you know, they're going to end up saving a lot of money. This is like something of some seven million. They will he'll only count as like six and a half million of dead money against the cap. They're going to avoid paying him a monster salary. He'd count like 16 million in 2023. So this is really a two year deal for Green Bay. Um, so I love it. I love to have him back. And one of the things that, you know, really caught my eye and, you know, just going back to not paying running backs. But if you look, this is f- through four seasons. If you look at the touches for some of these elite running backs that got paid, you know, Aaron Jones has, has 782 career regular season touches. Todd Gurley through four seasons had 1229. Zeke Elliott had 1358. Christian McCaffrey through three seasons had 926. So this is a guy that I still believe has a lot of mileage on him. And for what he does in that Green Bay offense, I think he's one of the best zone runners in the game. That Green Bay's got a great zone blocking scheme for him. Absolutely love having him back. Um, the other thing that happened is, I mean, if you look overall, a lot of guys have restructured. Obviously, losing Corey Lindsley, it sucks. You know, him coming out as a sixth rounder, 
uh, starting every game for seven seasons at center at Packer. Losing him is obviously going to be a little uh, bit. Bulaga, right? Bulaga. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to see that in LA. LA is the Chargers are a team I like to root for. I'm a Herbert guy myself. Um, you know, a couple former Packers out there. Uh, it's 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 I like that. You know, I'm happy for him. The man deserved to get paid. He's now the highest paid center in the league. Um, and it's honestly, as much as it does stink to lose him, uh, I really like the ability to move Elkin Jenkins over to center. Uh, John Runyon Jr. Or, or he'll going into his second year out of Michigan. I really like his potential to fill that left guard spot. Um, so I think the Packers still have a lot of uh, depth on that offensive line and really have put themselves in a good position going forward. Losing him stinked. Another guy that we thought was going to get cut was Preston Smith. He didn't have quite as good a year last year as after having a career year two years ago. He restructured, only counting $8 million against the cap this year. Also had Adrian Amos restructure, Billy Turner restructured, Darius Smith restructured. Everybody's restructure party. Everybody's restructured. Right, exactly. You know, they're pushing this money now with the new NFL TV deal. Um, the Packers definitely are going to potentially have some salary cap issues down the line, but I think that's where a lot of teams are going. Did you see that um, TV deal, you guys? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see that. There's no numbers. Over $100 yet, is billion. Dollars. Oh, wow. Okay. They're, they're, putting, yeah. they're putting Thursday night in the, on, after, like past the paywall, right? Um, it's gonna be on Amazon Prime, like exclusively. So, well, oh, Thursday Night Football is gonna be Prime exclusively going yeah, forward. Exa- yeah. Uh, so not not, uh, not this year. It'll still like air on Fox and Amazon, and then after, in twenty twenty two, it'll be on Amazon only. Uh, the the other news coming out of that TV deal. Um, well, it's most likely gonna mean seventeen game schedule. Uh, based on yeah. the numbers. Uh, that's what that's what I heard at least. Um. ABC is getting the Super Bowl, a couple Super Bowls in the future and then within the next 10 years. Um, they're going to do more simulcasts like ESPN did the mega cast for the Titans Ravens. And then uh, the Bears Saints had the Nickelodeon cannon famously. <laughs> uh, so they're, I think they're going to be doing more things like that. Um, in addition as well, Sunday Ticket has been on DirecTV since like early 90s or late 90s. But ESPN, ESPN is now uh, looking to take that over as well. So th- those are the big things I saw coming out of that. Otherwise, AFC still on CBS, NFC um, on Fox. Uh, and there might be some little things, but those are the big things that come out of that. Yeah, big news for the NFL, right? I mean, this is obviously uh, money. One, of the most, one, one of the most powerful brands in the world. And so I think a lot of teams like Green Bay, I mean, obviously you're going to try and push as much of this money out now as, as you can to try and take advantage of that expanded salary cap in a few years. But, definitely, um, you know, like you said, a lot, of, a lot of these guys restructuring. An interesting thing, and I want to honestly hear your guys' opinion on it. So they tendered Robert Tunyon as a second rounder, right? He's going to count against three and a half, like 3.2 million against the cap next year. I believe that means that uh, you know other teams potentially have the ability to go on and sign him for a second rounder. You know, would that I, you know you guys might have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's what I read from your guys' perspective. Is Robert Tunyon worth a second rounder? It's a tough one. <laughs> that is a tough one. Um, hmm. I mean, I I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is a kind of quarterback that you can plug and play anybody. I don't think Robert Tunyon is is anything special. He had a tremendous fucking year, but I think that I think a lot of that's to do with Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur's uh system. Yeah, like his ability to get him open. Well, you no, I agree with that. I mean, you're right. This is the system is a big thing, I would, but I mean, for I, I, for Tony not to have a single drop last year and tight end and how productive as he was and you did give him credit for having an excellent season, but 
I think that's got to be intriguing from an organization, right? And I don't know if second round is, but I think the Packers did right by putting that second round tender on it because you are going to make another team give up some significant draft capital to go get him. And I think that was the right move. I Yeah, I, I totally agree. That was. I'm trying to remember how it works, though. So a team wants to sign him. They have to give up second round pick. But do the Packers get to match the offer as well? I, I believe so, but again, I don't know. I should have done a little bit more research than that, but that was something I saw yesterday, some people talking about, like, you know, questioning if you were another NFL team based on his stats and last year, would you potentially go get him for that second-round draft pick? I was say, like, I if you're a team looking for a tight end in the second round, why wouldn't you do that, rather? Because that's a more established product. <laughs> I would that's as- very true. I would assume that whoever does the, uh, puts the, the, the tender on him, like, has the final say, right? I mean, the the people put their offer in because that second round tender might be like, you know, somebody from the Chiefs and that's pick 60, you know, something. It's like, ah, no, I'm all right. You know, so that's true. I would assume that the Packers would have final say. Let's work with that. Like I said, I mean, for the sake of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) For the sake of the podcast, us, because we're big, you know, salary cap guys. We know the ins and outs of all of it. So, um, But no, I mean, again, this is, you know, Packers fans talking about going all in. And, you know, we still say, Goody did say, Gutekunst did say that we have the ability to sign one more free agent, you know, mid mid to high level free agent. We obviously are very tight on cap space. That Kyle Fuller, after we, you know, tried to sign him in 2018, he'd be a guy who I'd absolutely love to be considered up in Green Bay. But, you know, this Packers team is bringing back 90% of that roster um, next year. And, you know, we're off back-to-back NFC championships. Um I really, and I think everybody as a whole really likes this core that we have there. And we have the feel that we have the ability to compete and be towards the top, um, you know, one of the top teams in the league again in 2021. And I think, you know, we're making the moves to try and make that run again. I absolutely believe and trust in Russ Ball, um, who's really, you know, he's, you know, the guy behind the contracts doing a lot of that work on the back end. Uh, obviously, I think there's a plan. Green Bay has always been an organization that has a plan in place. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about it. I don't think any Packers fan can be disappointed with what we've done so far. Yeah, it sucks to lose Corey, but we've got that depth like we talked about. And uh, we're definitely in a position to be one of the elite teams in the in, this, in the league next year in 2021-2022. Yep. So uh, let, let's go on to my team now uh, to wrap up this, uh, you know, free agent talk here. And boy, there's a lot there's a lot to talk about with the Detroit Lions. Uh, you know, they, they've gone through a complete, complete uh, ro- roster turnover here I mean it's uh it's crazy how many people are going to be gone especially on the defensive side of the ball for the Lions uh but for, first of all uh you know Gerard Davis signing with the Jets for seven million Jamal Agnew that was the biggest one for me he signed like a three-year 20 million it could be up to 20 million dollars with the Jaguars that's just a guy that's a solid returner and catches 10 balls a year on the offensive side he follows Darren Bevel to Jacksonville Marvin Jones got a the wide receiver market in general has been terrible, like for the free agents at least. Marvin Jones, he lit it up last year. He's he's been top five in touchdowns the last two years in the league, and he got a two year fourteen million dollar deal also with the Jaguars. And then Matt Prater's gone. That was that was maybe a little more shocking than the rest. Matt Prater's been a great kicker for the Lions. Uh and I hate to see him go. So now now we can't settle for sixty or fifty nine yard field goals anymore. We're gonna have to actually drive the ball in. Thank God. <laughs> I know Remy especially hates him because he hit some really good ones against uh, the game. Guys. The game tying one that you guys uh, beat us at the oh, bank. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, Romeo Quara, 
I don't know if everybody thought he was going to be back necessarily, but he comes back on a three-year deal um, around 30 to $39 million. So that was a that, – that's a good deal. Yeah. I thought that was a little pricey for him still just because he's kind of a one-year wonder. Um, he's very bad against the run. Uh, so, he. I mean, he's still, you know, ND guy, Barney. Uh, him and uh, his brother, Julian Aquara, are staying on the same team. So, I like that. Uh, but, man, let, let, let's – first of all, though, the Lions also trade – part of the Jared Goff trade, technically, it all worked in the same trade, was Michael Brockers coming over to the Lions. Here's a – this is a move I really like. Uh, although I'm slightly skeptical of any Rams – defensive linemen that like overperformed uh what they were doing previously before they got there because of how good Aaron Donald is especially an inside guy you're talking Aaron Donald takes up all these double teams in LA and then Michael Brockers is constantly working one-on-one yeah you're gonna have better numbers if you're not taking on two guys every time uh but I I still like the move the Lions desperately need help on the inside pass rush and Michael Brockers I think is gonna provide it to them in addition to that I they're going to sign him to an extension is what the rumors are uh, going around right now. And then, oh, this I like this one. Kinger, Kinger will like it too, you know, the Tim Boyle signing. Oh, yeah. Love it. Hate to the see legend. Tim Boyle go, though. Hate it. The legend. Did he? The legend. Did he, how many actual passes did he throw for the Packers? That's a good question, but I know I'm pretty sure he led the league in kneel downs last year. I, I saw it. Like, here, here's a – I saw a video. Here's a – Tim Boyle's highlight tape from last year, and it just kneeled down at the end of each game. <laughs> I thought that was good. And I think Robert Tunney even responded to it, actually, like saying, that's my boy. <laughs> so they all must be joking about it. Uh, Jamal Williams, another Packer guy, too, Jamal Williams. What do you think about that signing for the Lions, Kinger? I like Jamal Williams, man. I think he's a great second back, and I think it looks like he took a nice team-friendly deal, but he's going to do it all. He runs hard. He's a great pass blocker. I think he's a great addition for that offense right there. I I would agree. Yeah, he seems like a perfect complement to uh, Swift. And is he injury prone guy? I don't think he is. Right. He's had some concussion issues over the yeah. years, but no, he's been. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's been pretty steady though, for sure. Although T.J. Lang, uh, you know, he, <laughs> he he was an Iron Man before uh, when he's playing for the Packers, and he came to Lions and missed a ton of games. Detroit is and, Detroit is definitely an organization that just continuously seems to scoop up Packers players. It is pretty amazing. And, well, and we, we're Viking trying to get players that, it, too. The Lions getting Viking players? Jaron Curtis, Adrian Peterson. Oh, <laughs> I guess yeah. Um, but uh, I, the Tim Boyle signing is gonna be great. We have all the insights now to Aaron Rodgers in that offense. We finally are gonna solve it. <laughs> um, Rashad Perryman and uh, also just got signed today by the Lions, and I really like that one. That guy is still underrated. You know, a four-two type speed guy. Uh, I would like to have him last year with Stafford's arm. Uh, so I, I hope Jared Goff can throw. He's got to he's got to stay on the field though. Yeah, no, but I mean we've seen him, uh, especially in uh, with Tampa and Jameis Winston, where there's that capability to you know exceed or actually reach that potential. He was doing it there, uh, and the, his wide receiver coach when he was in Tampa, Antoine Randall, is now the wide receiver coach for the Detroit Lions. So I think that's also a reason why he took the deal with Detroit as well. And then uh, the Lions saved $2.5 million on the cap by waiting an extra day to finalize that Jared Goff trade as well because the Rams paid $2.5 million on a roster bonus. So overall, I like the Lions' move so far. Uh, and I just have a question for Barney, I guess, and this kind of goes back to the Bears and where they're at and where the Lions are at. So if, if 
you have two teams, Team A and Team B. Not, you know, we don't know it's Detroit. We don't know it's Chicago. <laughs> Biases aside, what position would you rather be in? The the Lions, who are kind of just overturning a roster, trying to create some cap space and have a shit ton of draft capital going forward, or a team like the Bears that are kind of stuck in the middle? I, I, I mean, I, I, this is probably biased, but I would rather be the Lions right now just of where they're at going forward. Like, wow. there's, there's a plan. There's a plan. I'm, shock, I, wow. I'm shocked to hear Su- that. Such a, such a great question here as the fucking dumpster fire is being fucking poured <laughs> kerosene on right now in Chicago. Fuck you in that question. Fuck Detroit. <laughs> I mean, the the Bears seem to me like the new Jeff Fisher, Jeff Fisher era Rams, where they're just going to be stuck in mediocrity until they completely overhaul all the top people. Dude, dude, you're talking like you're already out of the rebuild. Let me just tell you, you have made three Hall of Famers retire. At least we're doing three. something. We're doing three. something right now. Detroit. Detroit is the worst franchise in the NFL. You cannot... Fucking fight me on that. Hey, the who, Jaguars. Who's got who's got more wins this season now? Uh, Detroit or Chicago this season? I know it's early. Oh, that's that that's a good question. Well, it might be Chicago, <laughs> but I don't think the Lions are necessarily going for the better record than Chicago this year. So. I I I if we get rid of uh you know people like Akeem Hicks and whatnot, I would I would only only assume that the Bears would ha- would be forced into. If this shit just keeps going on, I I pace will be fired and the new guy will have to come in looking at the horrible situation he's in and the first one that's probably going to go out to go, well, the top two is probably Eddie Jackson and Khalil Mack. So we'll be thrust yeah. into a fucking rebuild here. But, uh, you pace know. will get it on the second go around, though. He will. Yeah, <laughs> right. All, all I'm saying uh, – is that I like at least the direction lines go in terms of they they seem to have a plan basically so I, I I'm it's not fully fleshed out yet but with the moves that they're making they're at least gonna get three or four compensatory picks next year because we haven't even talked about Kenny Galladay yet and actually he visited with the Bears Barney so that that even confounded me more that he's are the Bears gonna pay him like ten plus million dollars. They need an offensive line. They can't throw down these receivers without an offensive line. I'm just confused what they're doing. Big Z, Big Z. It do, dude, you're using logic, man. You're using logic. <laughs> throw logic out the fucking window. Pace is in charge. Shit doesn't fucking matter. All right, breaking news. Uh, Allen Robinson just signed uh, his his uh, his uh, tag. So, you know, with, with Akeem Hicks going out and, and stuff like that and Kyle Fuller, who knows? They might they might say, "Hey, let's let's go. Let's try to be wide receiver heavy here because Matt Nagy's a quarterback guru." <laughs> ah, I think that's a good place to wrap up this podcast. Uh, we'll, we'll have a lot more to talk about here, especially now that free agency, uh, a, a lot of the frenzy of it all has kind of happened. There's there is the Kenny Galladay. Uh, he's he's visiting the Giants now. He visited Chicago. Now he's going to New York. Uh, even by the time this airs, this might uh, he might have signed somewhere. But anyways, uh, so now after this, we are about a month and a half away from the NFL draft, so we're going to have a lot of conversations about that, I'm sure, and then some some more for agents to move because uh, not all the cuts have happened. We'll see what happens uh, if the Bears can get anything for Fuller. So we'll have some more to talk about. So Instagram at the Pylon, Twitter at the Pylon Pod. Please follow us on there. We'd really appreciate it. And then 
Apple, Spotify, River Gator Podcast. Please subscribe. Please leave a review. We'd also really appreciate that. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to our producer, Kid J. We're doing an awesome job, and he's the one putting all those graphics on Instagram. So big shout-out to him. He's he's crushing it with that. Uh, they look professional as hell. <laughs> so uh, awesome job. Uh, so for Kinger, Remy, even Barney, I'm <laughs> a big C here. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll be uh, getting back at you uh, soon.